Welcome to the Radical Female Podcast, hosted by Jamie Christ. Whether you're a female founder prepared to take on your industry standard or a female executive sick and tired prioritizing everybody else's priorities, here we talk through those transformations and how to make them happen by hearing real women's stories who've been through it. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Radical Female Podcast with Jamie Christ. That's me. I am so excited to be here and just kind of recap and to introduce our next guest for this week's podcast. First of all, I'm going to talk about my weekend because I am still on a high. I am tired as shit right now. and I don't know how I used to do this of like working and doing events and going to city to city and not sleeping, but damn, I'm, I'm just like inspired. So I serve on the board for an organization called Am Mother. Uh, we, our efforts really support women in sport to make sure that women, you know, don't feel like they have to choose motherhood and that's it. They have the option to do both motherhood and their athletic performance. And that this is just not for the pro athlete. This is for the everyday mom athlete. So we actually had a partnership with New York Roadrunners last year. This is year two. And so what we did is partner with New York Roadrunners to make sure that we were supporting nursing athletes to make sure there's full participation for parents in this sport. And we were able to accommodate with, with lactation stations, with amenities between the start and finish. So we were at the start line, but then we were at miles 8, 17, and 22, and then only at the finish line for women who needed lactation support. I mean... Like women don't even realize, like if they would have known about this ahead of time, some of the comments were saying, you know, I wish I would have known so I could participate in the race. So we need to drive awareness. Obviously, the more that we talk about this, the more that we partner with races, not just in running, but sports across the board, that it will allow women to get back into their communities, to get back in their bodies and to feel empowered again. Um, But we also hosted an event with an incredible panel on Saturday morning called the brunch and learn with the shakeout run. And I just, I have to give a shout out to one of our partners, Vita Coco. I'm a huge fan of their product just because I need electrolytes all the time. I feel like I love their product and the variety that they have. And I give it to Adley because she's not like a big milk drinker, but she loves coconut water. And when she was sick a couple months ago, I was making sure that how can I make sure she gets electrolytes? And then I started giving her Vita Coco. She loves the fresh press one. That's her favorite. But anyway, talk about a brand that is doing the work and really putting the efforts out there for moms and making sure that they have access to these spaces, to the sport. They've supported us from Man Mother. They're supporting athletes who are moms. I mean, they are just doing tremendous work. So Two things as a follow-up for this before I get into our podcast guest for this week. One, if you want to support Vita, there is a link I will share in the show notes that you can receive a discount for 20% off for using your first-time purchase. Second of all, if you would love to support Ann Mother, which I would love for you to do, I will drop in the show notes as well where you can donate because also Giving Tuesday is coming up. So start thinking about where you're all going to donate because it's important. But of course, I would love for you to donate to Ann Mother. So that's my spiel about this weekend and just 
I don't know. My heart is so filled from this weekend. Anyway, even talk about more heart filling things. I am excited to introduce my next guest who was highlighted and featured in the Scout Baltimore Guide. I chose a Nellie Steele who, let me just talk about this woman. She has two bachelor's degrees, a master's, and is receiving her doctorates right now. She is a mom. She is a nurse. She is a professor. And she also is a health and wellness coach on the side, which I kind of knew about. I mean, if you follow her and you'll hear more about her story, she's she. this is what she talks about on her channel and has a very strong community that follows her. And she's just super inspirational. But what I love to ask my guests is what do they want to put something in the world that nobody knows about? And she unraveled this whole project that she's been working on and even has a blog that the world does not know about yet, yet, but we're going to hold her accountable to it. And I'm going to make sure of that, Nellie. A few things we talk about in this interview, which I just really appreciate because Nellie is just so real, but we talk about how taking care of yourself is such a radical act, especially for women. We just, we don't feel like we deserve it. We don't do it. Her experience of being a nurse during COVID and how that really changed and shifted her perspective of how life is too short. You got to do the things that are super important to you. And the one thing that we touch on as well, which I think is really important, is her being a Black woman in the health and fitness space, which kind of unraveled for her during 2020 as well. That's kind of how we met. She was part of an Under Armour Women's campaign for inclusive sizing and how she just really showed up for that, but also how that inspired her to create this side business that she has and just her brand really right now, um, how she wants to break the barriers of being a Black woman in this space. She wants to see more relatability in that. And I think this is a conversation that definitely needs more work and how we can support her in that space. So I'm excited to introduce Nellie and for this week's Radical Female Podcast guest. And I hope you enjoy this talk as well. Talk to you soon. So yeah, how are you How are you doing after these two weeks? Like, so, so we went to a new day, daycare and caught all the things. Because like, that's what daycare does. Like you put them in a new one and you're just like... Oh, like I remember Adley starting and it was like week one and it was like day three. She just had snot running down her nose and I was like, what is going on? Like a faucet, right? It's definitely immune building season. It's great. Great. It's so great. Whatever. Yeah. No, not as delightful as it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But she's good. You're good. Yeah, she's good. She's actually... They were out of school today. She does have a, a little bit of a cough. You know, the, the okay. nose just goes to the throat, just goes to the, you know, and don't rub your eye and don't wipe yeah. that there. And so that's where we are. But I mean, healthy for the most yeah. part. Full energy, as always. That's Full like energy. I can't imagine your energy, like growing a whole human and traveling and such. But Oh, my God. Well, God bless well, you. She had COVID and I didn't catch it yet. And then I was like, same, she had a runny nose, like it was nothing crazy, but I was like chasing her. And then I caught COVID and I was like, oh my God, this is getting real. But she tested positive for like 12 days straight and you can't take them back to daycare until like they either test negative before the 10 days or after. So I'm like, of course she 
test positive for 12 the freaking days. Like, what the <laughs> shit, you know? Like, so we were just home and then I tested positive for six days, which was, or five days, but it was fine. So goodness. Well, I'm glad you're like, you look great. You like, I mean, you always like, I feel like you get your lipstick on. You always look so good. That was for you. I was like, yeah, I mean, no, I appreciate totally it. <laughs> I was thinking about when we really, so I've always followed you. And then this was 20, 20, fall 2020, we did a campaign at Under Armour when I was working there with Alicia. I pinged her because we wanted to include her in our campaign. We had some new products coming out. And from a sizing component, we really just finally revamped our product um, to include all sizes. And Alicia, who we know, she'll be on the pod here, hopefully in the next few weeks, um, Discover Charm City. I reached out to her and was just like, listen, you know, we really want to captivate real women from Baltimore you know, and people working out and just including her in that campaign. And I was like, well, who is there anybody else you want to include in that? And she had you and she had, uh, Margaret, Maggie, like, and then like what we realized that Margaret and I went to Salisbury together and totally forgot about that. And then, um, with you, like, I always, I feel like we've always known each other, but never got to deep dive together, but that work together. I just love spending time with you ladies, those, that those days in DC. And I feel like that just, I don't know, like, I feel like an instant connection with you because you are just so vibrant and just the energy, just you're so wholesome and your optimism, which I, you know, we talk about optimism and, but every day I'm like, if I need a dose of like good, freaking energy. I go to Nelly's page and oh this gosh, is like, I appreciate this is, you know, so like, thank you for what you do and everything. But tell me like, tell me your like morning routine, because I think the people need to know what you do. Cause I see you getting after it reflex, like you journal, you do, you have this whole routine. So tell us about it, Cause like, I'm dying to know. So first of all, thank you for your kindness. <laughs> Um, I definitely appreciate that and your authenticity and connection, right? Because that's why we're allowed to connect when we are Mm -hmm. able to kind of show up as ourselves and we can recognize the light in other people. Um, And just to share a little bit about my routine, it looks very different than it did when we worked together a few years ago, of course, now um, having a two-year-old. But what I would offer there is that the core of it looks the same. The order in which it happens is not necessarily the same every day, but certainly it starts with, uh, first of all, waking up grateful, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, okay, it's a new day. Thank you, God. Like I just start. Thanks. Um, I am present. I usually try to at least nourish myself quickly, hydrate, have my greens, you know, have my kind of prime myself for the day. And if I can, either get out the door before Zoe gets up for my workout, right? To move my body. That is yeah. ideal. Um, and sometimes that that has to shift because the spidey senses go up. She like just knows that I'm awake. They know. Now, like coming to New York the night before, Adley wakes up at 1 a.m., 2 o'clock. I'm like, she knows. She just knows I'm leaving the next day. The yeah. spidey senses are yeah, up. They just know. Yeah. So the adjustment um, there with still making time for it, because it, at first I struggled and if it didn't happen the way I envisioned, then it just mm-hmm. didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, but when I'm not moving, when I'm not prioritizing, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, and it shows um, and not just, you know, 
my body, like my skin, but also in my mood, um, in my temperament, um, in my stress. And so um, definitely, you know, starting with gratitude, hydration, movement. um, And then I'd say the next thing, depending on the day, if I'm if I'm working from home or leaving, um, it's just going to be a matter of how I like present, get myself ready for the world. So I make my investments first before the world starts withdrawing, Mm -hmm. essentially, Um, because, you know, the withdrawals are coming and. The task list will be waiting when you're done taking care of yourself. So mm-hmm. I try to at least, you know, do those few things before that the energy tap starts from <laughs> from the yeah. emails or the clients or the students or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, tell people what you do now, because when you talk about energy being withdrawal, I mean, let alone like with our kids and family members, <laughs> you know, you deal with a whole different capacity from clients to students, which I think is really interesting because you, you are on pretty much all day. I feel like. Yeah. It feels like all day and sometimes into the night too, which is interesting learning boundaries because I am in a, in a new role as, um, you know, before shift works, I'm a nurse by profession. Um, and I was very used to shift work. So yes, Mm -hmm. I'm there for 12. The hours were very long, but when I'm done, I'm done. Um, but now um, I am nurse faculty in a full time capacity because, you know, motherhood has just changed things. So, you know, trying it on for fit, where can I find that harmony? Because, you know, balance, I'm careful with using that word, but where can I find harmony for myself? Mm-hmm. So um, as full time nurse faculty, I'm also a full time graduate student, um, Ph.D. candidate eating my elephant one bite at a time. So, you know, still, still on that journey. Um, And then on the other side of my life, which is where like we've connected in terms of in the wellness space, right? So being a nurse, I was surrounded by illness all the time, very heavy, um, had to channel my energy into Mm -hmm. things that fueled me in a different way. And so that's how I um, got into, you know, sharing um, on you know, different platforms, just about wellness, um, realistic wellness at this point, um, helping, you know, hosting accountability groups. I'm going to be, I'm developing right now with a coach, just some programming to help support other people that are specifically women, um, but other women that are ambitious, doing the things, but also want to stay in one piece. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, well, it's interesting because like on your Instagram, you are real about it. Well, like, I love that you're like, we went out, you know, I fell off the radar a bit, but you know, this is how we get back to it. Like you, it's not always perfect. And I think a lot of us appreciate that with you. Like, you're just like, it's real. This is what's happening. Zoe woke up, woke up early today. She's been, you know, like, it's just, I, I think we are so appreciative. Like we know it's not always a perfect picture, but you try to figure it out. Um, so tell me real quick before we really deep dive here, how, how did you, cause you look at your following, you have over 20,000 followers, which is amazing. And just like the engagement that you have on social, but I think that's just the attraction that you do, but tell us how you just, you just started posting more each day of like your journey. And now you're building into this, like almost it's a side hustle of anything. And we'll dive into that later as well. But how would you just like, cause I think for a lot of women, they get worried about doing like side projects, right? Like you have your nine to five job typically, and you're like, okay, this is what I do. But there's always like a piece of us, but like, well, I am interested in this, but we get nervous of doing it, doing the thing. But it's like, if you're passionate about it, 
It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't, you know, tell us that what, what made you like snap and say, I'm going to start doing this. Cause I think we just all need that little reminder of that first step. Um, I think if I had to say anything, it would be probably the desire to see more representation of what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so understanding that, you know, it it can be really deceiving in terms of what we interact with on social media um, and then our experience and then how Mm -hmm. we equate what we're doing with what we see. Comparison. Then, you know, where we fall on that spectrum. Right. Um, So I think more and more my desire is just to show up authentically so that other women that are just like me, right. That don't have the picture, per- the picture perfect, whatever, or the perception of that. Right. Because we know even it's about the, you know, perception of what's brought forward, but certainly the desire to see representation, right. Cause even mm-hmm. as a black woman, seeing myself being in spaces affects my experience. Um, mm. And so a part of what I want to see, right. We, we always, we have learned to be the change that we want to see or be what mm. we feel like is missing. So my little piece of the internet is just in hopes to fill the void for that woman that doesn't necessarily see herself um, in other corners or other spaces. Yeah. Does that fuel you? Like when you realize there's not many women of you know, you were talking about as a black woman and, and especially in the wellness and fitness space and coming from the space, like I recognize that, you know, having the conversations and looking around, if you go to a studio or even on Instagram, like, do you feel like you're starting to see a shift in that? Or do you feel like more work needs to be done? And especially what you're doing as a black woman in the health and wellness space, I feel like is super powerful. Um, but do like, what's, Tell me more about that. Like, what are you, how are you feeling in that space? Because I feel like so much has evolved, but there, I know, I know damn well, there's so much more work that needs to be done. It's really interesting that you asked that. It's actually a conversation that I've been having on and off just in, in like smaller circles or with girlfriends um, about maybe the comfort or discomfort that you feel when you maybe try a new studio or, you know, are interested in something, but the vibe you feel when you get there is like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not interested. Um, And then you either hesitate to, you know, do I need to be that person in the space to help change the tide? Do you want to take on, you know, sometimes it's burdensome though, right? to be uncomfortable in that space. Um, And so that's a part of what actually inspired me to go into like group fitness, right? So I Mm. I shared with you briefly that that's something um, to help kind of find community in person. So that's what inspired me to go get LaGree certified. Um, And so I am attempting to create community in person in, in, in a way to extend outside of the social media part of it. Mm. Um, and so we've connected at times, you know, here in the city, um, but not specifically in a way that can be like an ongoing sustainable community, you know, just so that there's, you know, representation and there is absolutely work to be done. Yeah. Um, and I think that I have had experiences in the city that were, challenging. And I think that it's important to have space for grace. Um, And there's also a place for like personal responsibility. Um, And so I can't expect 
solutions from a single person being studio something. I also have to figure out how I can be a part of that um, solution. And so my small piece of that is actively using my voice in a way that's in a way that is authentic for me um, Mm. so that when we are in spaces sharing, you know, or on platforms where we are able to have discussions like this and sharing that there does need to be change, but we have to be receptive and open and, and give grace for that learning and that understanding, like make space for that. So just even the acknowledgement of it is like making space for the dialogue, which I think is yeah. important. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to see, well, and I know you got some fun things coming on the, on the horizon here um, of what you're working on personally, but let's, let's dive into your radical journey. Obviously this is the radical female podcast and it's about telling parts of our story as women. I think many, you know, many of us go through several radical transformations and I think that's what the, you have several for sure. Um, so tell us about a time or a chapter in your life you went through a radical journey and tell us that experience. You know, taking <laughs> care of yourself is a radical, is a radical act, <laughs> right? Going against the grain of, you know, yeah. working to the bone is a radical act. Making the decision to have boundary and self-care is a radical act at this point. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's almost, you dare to say, I dare to say that my, my existence in many of the spaces that I'm in is a radical act just by being. And so a part of that is like the audacity to go for my PhD, um, as a first generation college student, you know, so like my family doesn't really understand. They're like, are you working? What are you doing? You're still writing. Are you still doing that? When do you graduate? Like, when are you finishing? It's like friend, you know? Um, and yeah. so going against the grain in that way and learning. So not just a transformation for me um, in terms of the belief, the mindset, the things that are required for that, but it also transforms like family dynamics and how I show up in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even what my motivations are now that I'm, now that I've kind of gotten down that journey, which is really hard and arduous and, you know, it takes a lot out of you. And so I would say I'm still transforming in that. And the ebbs and flows of it, the darkness that you encounter, and then finding your way back to the light has probably been where a lot of my recent transformation has happened, right? Understanding or realizing that I'm tr- I've truly been planted and not buried. Yeah. Um, well, wait, let's, let's, so let's pause for a minute. Tell us. Because I think at times, especially for people who look on social media, right, and see like, oh, she's doing this, she's doing that, like she she knows what she's doing. But when you just talked about darkness, we don't talk about the darkness too much in that journey, you know, and it's heavy, it's hard, and when we're in it. So tell us what that time of darkness and like what what that was. And like, what made you keep going? Because obviously you're, you are going, you're making it happen as a mother, as a wife, you know, you're doing it. Um, so tell us about those moments of darkness and what tactics and, and tools did you use to pull through those moments? One of the true driving forces to when I really got into routine um, and like working out in the morning is because I needed a win. 
Mm. That was my first win of the day before I went out and felt defeated for the rest of the day, out of control with the other things that were going on. Um, And kind of, I think that's a part of why I hang on to achievement in the way that I do um, in terms of control. But a radical shift that had to happen was where I placed value and worthiness and where I drew belief from and whether it was at first external, Mm -hmm. but I had to shift and really do the work for it to be an internal drive. And so that darkness looked like defeat, sadness, you know, inadequacy. And, And not that I don't still experience those things at times, but the tools that I have now manage it. Yeah. Have definitely helped to manage it. Um, and so I think finding the light had to do with becoming more spiritually connected um, mm-hmm. and more real with myself about my motivations toward what I was doing. Because then you're like, okay, is it worth it? Why right. am I doing this? Like, why, why am I so suffering? hard? Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yes, we like, like to do that to ourselves. We just like keep going and like for punishment. Yeah, you know, yeah. At, at one point I felt like I was a glutton for punishment. Like, okay, is this mm. is this really all worth it? And then you know, the big C happened, and that really compounded like the experience of what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that even answers the question about like darkness and how I I kind of work through that, but. It had to it, it had to shift inside. I think external validation for me for so much of my all of my childhood and much of my adulthood came from external factors. Validation. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So you were saying, you know, we were talking before and you were talking about like why the PhD? Like you have two bachelors, you have a master's, like why the PhD? You know? Like so yeah, I, I felt like I didn't, wanna, I didn't have much to show for, you know, well, according to my parents, honestly. I mean, you got a lot to show for. I'm like, I just have a bachelor's degree and I'm, uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it, folks. But like, yeah, well, talk about speaking that. Speaking to that yeah. external. Yeah. Speaking to that external, it wasn't about what I could offer in that space. Okay. I, I had gotten married, but I didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a child. Um, and at the time, my family wasn't aware that I had experienced loss. Hmm. Um, And by the time I was able to have my daughter, I had, you know, losses. Um, And so, yeah, I think the isolation of an experience like, you know, COVID, (laughs) I struggle to even say it. So I'm like scarred, honestly. Um, Shaky yeah. about it when we hear it. I'm like, still sorry when I when I speak about it. Sometimes my my students can tell I haven't quite I haven't even quite recovered from that because mm. um, I was working full time, going to school full time. You were still. in it. You were in it, working the whole bit. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I was at that point going to school full time because I was still the driving force was accomplishment because I didn't have the the family, and not mm-hmm. that I didn't have the family because it was my husband and I. But, but it's different. It's just hard when you look around I, and you see yeah. people with their families and you're like, okay, what am I doing? Okay, if I can't have a kid, then I'm just going to focus on my career. Because I I mean, I think that's where you and I relate a lot is like we were both going through some hard times of trying to have our family, have our kids. 
that wasn't happening. So we pour ourselves, like we have all this extra energy. I think we're just like made with extra energy. <laughs> you and I were like, we need to put it into something. If it's our kids, then, but it's like, you know, I felt the same way at the Under Armour where it's like, okay, well, if I don't have the family in this yet, I'm going to pursue other things to keep me motivated and going because we need that. We need that motivation to keep going. So I completely agree with that. It's like, a weird factor. It's like a self-worth situation, which we, that's like a whole nother unpacking, but yeah. Unpacking is right, but it's a part, you know, and it's a part of the journey and hopefully, you know, you get to the space where you can at least recognize it and have the self-awareness. Um, because I'm at the point like, if, I mean, thank God I was able to have Zoe, but if I had not after the PhD, then what is there? Mm-hmm. Then what? Like, then what else would I be chasing? And and would I have done the work to at least realize by then that I already have all I need? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like that's like the healing of it, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But, you know, I think my recognizing that I feel urgency, but for what? You know, I feel angst at times, but for what? Um, and so I think finally getting to that place is radical in itself for me. Um, like getting out of the race, getting out of that external race and staying in my lane. Like the ability to focus on your own path, on your own thing, on your own gifts, you know, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And a lifesaver, honestly, a sanity saver. Yeah, yeah. Something I was talking to another woman about today, and just hearing you talk about the journey of having Zoe, and then the, the the next or whatever it may be. It's like there. It seemed like there's some healing that needed to be done before we had our kids. Like we needed to recognize certain things before we could have become parents, because you know we would have taken things for granted for sure. Like I look at Adley, and I'm like. I, I, I know for a fact, like I, the first pregnancy we had, I immediately thought, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have this baby in March of 2020 Olympics, summer Olympics was August. I'm like, great. So I'll take my maternity leave. I'll have April, May, June. Okay. I'll be back in July. And then I could take the baby and maybe our, my, like whoever wants to travel with me and the baby to Tokyo. And I will like, I'm like, and I look back, I'm like, Jane, like, yeah. And then women do it. Don't get me wrong. Like by all means, but like, there was a little bit of like craziness to me about work too. Like nobody's going to slow me down. I could do this. I will make it happen. And nobody's going to tell me no. But now I'm just like, no, I don't want that life. Like, you know, we can still do great things in our life for our kids and like be our own person. But yeah, it just feels like there's something had to kind of like trip us up. And I'm, I'm so, and I feel like you're in this path. It's like, we're so blessed to have these hard times, no doubt, but it's also made us incredible parents who we are today and the gratefulness that we have for our kids today and to be healed because maybe our parents didn't do that for us. Like I know that from my mother's experience, like there was some major healing that my mom needed to do. And she, I I don't think she ever did it ever, you know, before she passed. So like, yeah. So just hearing that, it's something that has come up. I realize for some of us that, um, you know, have had a tougher journey to have our kids, but we've healed so much for the better, you know? For the better. And something I would add to that is giving myself permission to feel both grateful and 
the fact that it's hard, challenging, difficult, um, and not feeling bad about feeling tired or not feeling bad about, you know, saying that I, I need help isn't a frown or mm-hmm. frowned upon, um, which I, I, I had challenges with like asking for help just in normal, regular life for so long. And so when you are finally able to, you know, have this tiny human in your hands, you're like, okay, I need to be grateful. I need to do all the things I need to, you know, feel like every moment is beautiful and precious and and great. And then you feel bad for like feeling tired or feel bad for like, like, I just can't do today. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's like, actually, you know, you have permission to feel both like Mm -hmm. grateful and also like you need a break and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, so when you're thinking about your, in your candidacy for your PhD right now, you know, how, and then having Zoe who's two and then teaching classes, like how, how do you kind of stay, I mean, obviously with your routine of things, but even right now, like staying, saying like, what things are you doing now to keep you grounded in some of this chaos? But then like to think about, you know, when you do hit that, that line of PhD and what's coming next, like what, tell, tell us about that a little bit more. Like what is keeping you great? Cause I, I look at you and I'm like, this woman's getting up, she's working out in the morning. She's got Zoe. She, she's teaching students. She's staff. She's, you know, you're, you're, you're a student yourself. Like, how do you do all the things like right now? I'm like, I'm just trying to work and <laughs> survive right now. But I think it's admirable. And it's just, I think we can learn from each other of in these moments when you're trying to balance all the things. Uh, and you said this, there's no, the word balance, it is what it is. You know, you try to, it's its own balance in itself that we try to figure out like what that means. There's no perfect way, but yeah. Like how do you stay grounded in that and, and managing all these things that you're doing for yourself in this radical transformation and achieving these things, but also being a mom and yeah, making it happen. The first thing I would say to that, thank you for, that was very gracious of you. <laughs> um, but surrender is the Mm -hmm. first thing that I had to learn because I didn't, when I first made the shift, I did not feel the way that I do today. It was a learning curve, right? With so many transformations that happen with so many things, you know, as we enter new chapters. Um, So a part of it was surrendering perfection, surrendering things marching out according to my plan, you know, in the beautiful way that they kind of transition into the next. And after I do my first step, I do my second step. And now sometimes it's like, after I do my first step, I'm chasing Zoe, I'm doing these things. And then I get to my second step, but not, not stressing myself out about things that don't go as planned. Um, Something I was sharing with a you know, a colleague the other day, she's actually a lawyer by trade, um, but another professional woman who is managing motherhood was not necessarily adding things to what you're doing, but being more mindful and intentional about what's happening right now. So a part of that was as simple as when you take your shower, don't use that to go through all the things that haven't been done, need to be done, like Use that time, you know, and if you need to jot some thoughts down before you get in there, do that. Get in there. Let that be your moment. Like, your get, off. get your favorite body <laughs> wash, right? Yeah. Make it a moment, yeah. you know, time for gratitude. Make it time to go through the things that have gone well or that you feel good about versus the task list of things undone. Yeah. Like, because you just need that break. So it's not, 
get up 15 minutes earlier because that's not always possible. Or, you know, like in my case, she's up with me. So, right. you know, getting up earlier yep. isn't the solution. <laughs> You're like, but, no, no time to myself. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So just being more mindful about the times that I do have, even in the car, sometimes I just have to ride in silence in between. I do the same. Isn't that like, funny? Like you literally, like I'll realize, like I'll get like a, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes in and I'm like, I've had no music. I had nothing going on. And I just like sit in the car driving and I'm like in total silence at times. Yeah. Give Isn't yourself an opportunity to yeah. rest. Before it was like, I would fill every space with a podcast. I would fill it with yep. Audible. Oh, I have it right now. I have to fill it with this. So just resist mm. the temptation to fill the spaces and allow mm. space for yourself. Yeah. So that's where I am. I don't have mm-hmm. I don't have time to add things on top of the others, but I stopped filling those spaces with you know to include falling down the scroll hole, right? Oh my because like Fred and I were talking about that last night. She's like, Jamie, it was almost one o'clock in the morning and I'm still scrolling, looking at stuff and going. And I'm like, I'm like, you just got to shut off the phone. Like I, it's, it's so hard because you feel like you need to catch up with everybody. And you're like, well, this is just mindless. So I'm just going to do it because it allows me to like shut off my brain and it's addicting. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But it's also in it and exhausting and you sacrifice the sleep. So Mm -hmm. it's not that you can't or shouldn't, but you also need boundaries around that. Yeah. Because, you know, entertainment is one thing, but do you want to sacrifice? What do you want to sacrifice, right? You just have to count the cost. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's about counting the cost and and making space, though. Yeah. Wow. You're doing it, though. You're making it happen. And what I'm excited to, to tap into, you know, obviously with social media and your Instagram, as we just talked about, like scrolling and everything. But if you get a chance, you have to check out her Instagram and just seeing the way you track your progress, your, your what you're eating, your fitness, your mindset. Um, it's so inspiring. It really is. And, and you just, like I said, you're so unapologetic about it, the way that you show up on social. So as you're like building into this like wellness space a little bit more, like, is there something that you may be working on that you haven't shared with the world yet? Like, I like to ask people this because I feel like sometimes we keep some special projects to ourselves. This podcast was one of them. I like literally have had this for three years sitting on a docket. I was so scared. And then like when people left me, three years. Yeah. And I was so scared to tell people because I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Like I haven't done it yet. And then like life happened. So then I was like, well, I changed jobs. You know, and you just keep putting things on hold. But I was like, the more that I shared with people, and and I mentioned this before, I shared with my therapist and she's like, Jane, just put the fucking podcast out. Just do it. (laughs) Like she knows that she needs to use his words with me. Rip the band-aid. Yes. And so this is why I like to ask this question to my guests, because I feel like so many of you are doing incredible things. Some of you are like, I'm like, what are they doing behind the scenes? And like the world just needs to know. So like it will come to life because now we're going to hold you accountable for it. But not not like you don't have enough going on already (laughs) in the world with a PhD and everything. But yeah, tell us like what, is there anything coming in the forefront of that? Because I just, I see it. You're inspiring others every morning. Um, yeah. What's, what's, what's cooking in there? Oh, wow. So something I've done secretly is like coach people. Um, and that's and your clients that you were talking about earlier, right? Correct. Okay. Got it. So, but offering, and it's just so funny that you say, because what's interesting 
is that other people, right, can mirror to us sometimes what we can't see um, or what we are refusing to step out on because of other reasons. Not that we're not qualified, not that we don't, you know, not that we aren't equipped, but there is this hesitancy sometimes. And so um, I am working to coach out loud, right, mm-hmm. um, for women just like me, just like you, you know, like us that are doing all the things that are stressed to, you know, whatever level and for that reason are not able to show up fully for themselves. All right. We do all the things professionally. We're able to, you know, be a rock star here and there, lining mm-hmm. up all the things, showing up to all the meetings, but we keep canceling the meeting that we have with ourselves, right? Because oh, other priorities yeah. get in the way. Yeah. Um, and so we the meeting for ourselves and like, that's so true. Like the things that we want to do for ourselves, if it's a workout, if it's to build the side hustle, to do the things mm-hmm. like we never put, we actually never put it on the calendar. We're like, well, we'll do that. We'll do that later. And then something it's else. It's so easily up. negotiated oh, off of that the That just agenda. hit like, boom, just, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so true. Sorry it's to interrupt, easily, but that is, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, well, so when you do go to my social, something that's pinned up there is about negotiating out of your own work, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I, you know, share and do is if I wouldn't call out of work, I won't call out on myself. So if I'm not feeling bad enough that I wouldn't show up for a meeting for whoever else, then that's not the time for me to cancel my workout. Mm-hmm. So there is time and space where it's totally appropriate, right? Like if you wouldn't show up for these other things, this might be totally appropriate for you to take the day because we can come up with every excuse in the world why we can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um but then we find ourselves months, weeks, and sometimes years. And it's like, how do we get here? And it's yeah. really no secret how we got there. It's just that we just kept moving it off the list, off the list. Um, and we really can't afford that. We can't afford to, you know, give our best to others, but not also be able to experience that best, right? Um, and not give it all away. Um, so we are guilty. I have been guilty of giving it all away. Um and operating on fumes mm-hmm. as we tend to. And, you know, life is, life is short. Um, yep. And putting things off to whatever that distant time is, there's always later. There's always, you know, this I'll get to it when, and then we find ourselves at when, but and people are really, facing yeah. illness, facing, facing chronic disease, facing, you know, Problems I mean, with you've mobility, seen it firsthand in nursing. Like you've seen it firsthand in nursing where and my sister-in-law's a nurse too. And in some of the conversations that do come up and then you realize like it's too late, you know, like I'm sure you, and you've seen that firsthand where it's like, it's real and it happens to people. And they're and then, our age. When you start taking oh care God. of people that are your age, you're, you really wow. kind of like straighten up. It's like, oh, it's not so distant, right? So when you think about Mm -hmm. things that were ailments for grandparents, but now people are experiencing in their 40s and 50s, you realize that tomorrow, later, it's really not not that far away. Um, And so just bringing that to light is, you know, a part of my mission, but also getting out of that um, all or nothing, right? We're either all in or all out, but, you know, there, there is room for for what maintenance look like, like maintaining a healthy lifestyle that doesn't look like binging, restricting. So things are coming, but it's around the lifestyle of it. 
yeah. um, and not just, you know, the flash in a pan. I don't know if, you, if people even still like know, would even know what that term means, but it's like you're, you're you know, I think of it as like a series of sprints, right? Like life is a marathon, but there's a series of sprints. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're sprinting along and things are going, you know, lining up. And sometimes, you know, you're stopping for water yeah. and like regrouping. And that's okay. And that's okay. And you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what COVID did, you know, for me particularly was just like taking that break because I traveled, you know, 80% out of the year for many years. And it was just like this pause, like, now what do I do? And to take that break, to, sometimes it the universe just does it for you um, to give you those like water breaks. But I love that you're comparing it to like running as I'm in New York right now for the New York City Marathon because it's so appropriate right now. It's it's but it's it's so true. Like you can't get moving forward to try to get to the to the end to the end, finish line. You know, you got to you got to refuel. You got to hydrate. You got to do the things, you know, to maintain. So. I think we for we as especially as women forget to do that so much because we just keep going and it's it's tough. But I really you I think you're just gonna you already are you're already making an impact in this world with other women about the wellness journey, and it's just not about eating or dieting or working out. Like it's it's holistic. You feel that like everything you were talking about, starting your day with a mindset, taking a, a beat, like. Just if you're in the shower, just to kind of decompress, like you don't have to keep jamming all the things. And, you know, I know at times it's hard when you're just like in the grind of it, but yeah, just really focusing on those things. Well, I'm excited for you. So where can, so as you unravel some of the coaching things that are about to come out soon, I know you mentioned about potentially some in-person things. Where can people find you to stay tuned for these things to come out? And if, like I said, if you haven't, Followed her on her journey on Instagram. Where can people find you and connect? Yeah, with so you? something that's kind of funny is I've also secretly like had a blog. I had no idea. <laughs> so that Wait, yeah, is just, it, does it exist? It does exist. Um, I've shared. So when I was, you know, hosting accountability groups and things like that in the past, um, it was a place where I shared some of those things. Yeah, still secretly hiding, like hiding in my own shadow, space. right? Yeah, hiding in my own shadow, what? working on that. Um, but so resultswithnelly.com. Um, okay. So you can actually find great resources there. Um, a part of me preparing myself for this stage and chapter um, include transitioning my diet. So I'm primarily whole food plant based at this time. So there's a resource there wow. if that is something you have ever been interested in, um, in terms of just how to transition or even introduce, you know, you don't have to be committed to be curious. Sometimes we don't try things or allow space for ourselves to be curious about something, um, that could impact our vitality, optimize our energy, et cetera. So anyway, that's something that you can find there in addition to, you know, things about self-awareness, um, you know, fitness transition, um, to motherhood, right? Um, and then my Instagram, um, is Nellie Nell 19. So that's N-E-L-L-Y, N-E-L-L-E and the number 19. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to like change that. I've had it since the beginning of my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. almost like, you know, hot girl 97 at yahoo.com or something. You remember or when AOL like. messaging. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. My, I was like little princess JJ. <laughs> G or two or something like that. Like for the longest time I had my email with that, but AOL messenger was, was a shit. 
it was good then. Life was good then with that. Yeah, it's like, I'm an adult now. I don't know if I should change it. Not that I wasn't an adult then, but you know what I mean. So anyway, but it's mm-hmm. been that from the beginning. Um, and then I actually play on YouTube a little bit. Um, you do? So you will see. I do. And you will you see like a whole other like videos. life of this. Because I've always enjoyed like sharing creativity. Mm-hmm. So even back to when I was living in Hawaii, the earliest videos are in Hawaii in my really dark Wait, bathroom. What year was yes? Uh, probably like 2014 or something. Oh my God, that would be really strange if it was like almost 10 years ago. I'm going to have to go back and look. It's going to be 10 years next year. 2024, yes. sister. It's 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh my God. Oh my God. 10 years. Oh. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Wait, so how long did you live in Hawaii? Uh, I was in Hawaii for about four years. So that's where I lived before I moved to Baltimore. So I'm actually from Chicago originally. Okay. Um, and then the military. Like part two of this. We, we have to do like a part two of this. Like, there's like, first of all, you have a blog and you have YouTube, and we like, just dabbled in that a little bit. Then come to find out you actually lived to Hawaii and for four years, which we were probably all like, wow, amazing. I want to live there too. But yeah, I, there are so many more That's other great. questions. We've all uh, lived so many lives, right? It's always interesting at, at what points and what chapters we interact with people. Um, yeah. So thank you for holding space even to just share, you know, yeah. parts of my journey with you today. Yeah. It's been I love it. Really I love amazing. it. There's just so much more to unravel, but we're running out of time. But we'll definitely, we have to do a part two of this because like it just hearing about your experience and like, like I said, it just following your journey as a nurse during COVID and, and us meeting during COVID, um, which is interesting because like we were all a mask and like we're at a photo shoot, but then we were outside. Things were easing up then because it was, it was fall of 2020 and then like shit hit the fan again, of course, that winter. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then just thinking about, you know, watching you become a mom with Zoe and she's a Libra, which I love. And um, shout out to my little girl, Libra. And yeah, and just seeing you become a an educator with students. You know, I, I didn't realize that you made that shift because after having Zoe, you know, you had to make those shifts in your life to, to be there. Oh, for her. yeah. Because so I was jealous. That, but yeah, tell us that real yeah. quick before we wrap up, because I think we it's hard it's it's hard when we become mothers where it's like you don't want to make the changes because you're like no this is part of my old life like I don't need to change everything but sometimes it's it is for the better you know and and we have to like trust in that yeah I had to surrender the identity of what a nurse looked like for me Mm. because I felt resistance to stepping away from the bedside but I also struggled with being away she was, you know, sleep when I left, sleep when I got home. We had, you know, a nanny who was witnessing all of her beautiful, you know, new facial expressions and, you know, like rolling over and that kind of thing. And so that that is a part of what inspired my, or I, I'll say it accelerated my need to take a look at what I'm doing, how it supports the life that I desire. And kind of, you know, still figuring that out, but certainly introducing a tiny human into my world has really shaken things up. Um, and so getting real with my feelings, <laughs> you know, getting getting real with my feelings, my expectations and my boundaries 
to support the life that I desire and the life that I want my daughter to experience. And really the driver is the life that I want my daughter to experience. Yeah. Like if I am honest about the decisions that I am making now, it's less about them, whoever, whoever they or them is. And it's more about what life will be like for her, how available I will be. Am I going to be stressed to the point that our interactions are, you know, toxics and, you know, things that she'll need to unlearn or have therapy for because, you know, I'm out and wherever. So not to, (laughs) not to take us, you know, this will be like part two stuff. I'm telling you part two. For sure. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's like a reflection of our parents. Cause what we experience with our parents, we recognize those things. So like, we don't want to carry that thing or the tradition of what we've seen, what our parents have gone through or kind of done with us, you know, where we kind of want to change the narrative in that too, which is so, so important. But I love how you kind of reframed about like what nursing looked like, you know, it didn't have to look like you sitting by the bedside in a hospital, like you're, you're doing it in a different light, which is really cool to hear um, and making that shift. But it's, it, it can be hard when you've been doing it so long and you're like, no, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. But maybe there are different ways that we have, we, like even career-wise, like if we were trying to make a change, like it's it's never a perfect line. You know, we think like, okay, this is my career path. This is what I'm doing. But, and then it's like all over the place. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm here. It's and never linear. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hope that, like, I don't know where well, we get that from, but it's never the case. Yeah. They need to stop talking about that because it's not what happens. But, um, but yeah, just hearing that journey, like I know for me, I never realized that you've you had to, you made those changes, but to sacrifice that in a way, but realize like it, it was actually for the better, the good for you, your daughter, you, you and your daughter's relationship, your family within that. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to unlock. So, um, Nellie, thank you so much. Like I, you know, I included you in part of this, the scout guide Baltimore edition, you know, we, we picked four women and you, like I said, I know I mentioned before, but you truly, I like wake up. If I do see your Instagram, you inspire me, you know, um, just the way that you show up as your true self. We need more of it in this health and wellness space for sure. And I feel so grateful that our interaction of, you know, October or November, 2020, um, Alicia, like really connecting us and just really you and I staying in touch through these years and just the evolution for ourselves, um, and just learning from each other and cheering each other on. I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. So thank you. And there will be a part two. So, so just know that it's coming. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so glad you finally ripped the bandaid and did thank this. Thank you. So thank you it. for all the ways that you bring light into this world. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you and I am looking forward to continuing the journey and seeing how this thing unfolds for us. Right? right? Like, that's the fun part. It's like, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna see. We're just gonna see what happens. And hey, we'll just we're just out it. here doing our thing. Yeah. Just putting <laughs> Whatever up. that but thing you, looks like. But you you literally like you show up, you you do it. And that was a big inspiration for me to just be like, just just show up. Just do it. Just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. So doing the damn thing. Here we go. But thank you so much, Ellie. And well, we're excited. Everything that you talked about, I'll put in the show notes where people can go check out your secret blog, where they can check out what's going on, what's next. <laughs> and we'll be sure to look out for, for this next chapter of your wellness 
and coaching program and what's, you know, what you're driving with that. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope this inspired you to take that next step into your radical transformation. Your feedback and responses to the show keeps me going. So please DM or email me, review and share with your friends. It means the world to me. Tune in to every Tuesday for the Radical Female Show, and you can find this show wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more, you can follow me at Jamie Christ on Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter at jamiechrist.com. 